Good morning, everybody. If you've got your Bibles, please turn with me to James chapter 2. Sorry, James chapter 1, verses 16 to 25, or you can follow it on this piece of paper uh, where it's written out. We're going to begin by listening to God's Word. James chapter 1, beginning at verse 16. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he has created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So, my friends, countrymen and Romans and congregation, lend me your ears. I've recorded five sounds that I'm going to play to you now. And I want you to listen carefully and see if you can work out what they are. So... Make sure you've got ears to hear. Here comes the first one. What do you think this might be? Not those who are here at the first service. Anyone else? What do you think that is? An electric toothbrush. Close. It was actually an electric shaver. That's right. Okay, here's another one. Have a listen to this. What do you think? A gramophone record sounds like it, doesn't it? It's actually rain on an umbrella. That's what that was. Here's one for you twitchers. I know it's a bird. You've got to tell me which one. Not a blackbird. That was an avocet. <laughs> well, it amused me anyway. Right, this next one, you thought that was difficult. This one is so hard that if anyone gets this right, they get a signed copy of my CD. 
other CDs are available. Not as good. Here we go, the last one. Well, this is the fourth of the fifth. Have a listen to this. What do you think? No, not a frog. They said that in the first service. That sounds a bit like a frog. Not a frog. A toad. (laughs) That, my friends, is a haddock. (laughs) Don't blame me. British Museum recorded that, and that is a haddock. You can go check it out for yourself if you want. Um, And the CDs are still available. (laughs) Just... Just to help, help yourself to them, so that's fine. Now, the fifth one is a recording from heaven. And I'm going to play that at the end of the sermon. Okay. I wonder who is after your ears this week. Who wants your attention? Who wants you to listen to them? Do you think maybe that might be politicians? Are you going to lend them your ears? No. Listen to me, trust me, vote for me. Maybe there are children in your life that are going to want your ears. Mummy, 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 daddy, 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 nan, granddad, all wanting your attention. The advertisers, charities, they want our ears and our attention. There is a clamour of voices all around us and it's never ending. It might be the media, it might be our families might be the church, might be friends or work colleagues. They all want you to listen to them. It was no different for Jesus. Where everywhere he went, the crowds cried out his name, Jesus, 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 speak to us, heal us, help us. The disciples said to Jesus, oh, there's no need to go to Jerusalem, or no, you won't die All sorts of things. Let me sit on your right. Let me sit on your left when you come into your kingdom. Satan whispered into Jesus' ears words of doubt. If you are the Son of God. Turn these stones into bread. Jump off the temple. God will save you. The Pharisees filled Christ's ears with words of envy and unbelief. The Romans with words of cruelty and injustice. And even on the cross... Jesus was assailed with words, some of which were mocking him and rejecting him. And Jesus heard it all. But he made sure he gave his ears first and foremost to God. Jesus had a listening heart, a heart that listened above all to God. Turn with me to Luke chapter 5, verse 15, which I shall read. Luke chapter 5, verse 15. Jesus had a listening heart. Luke 5, verse 15. The news about Jesus spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him 
and be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus put prayer, talking to God and listening to God, first in his life. On recent Sunday mornings, we've seen how those of us who follow Jesus are called to be like Jesus, to have his heart. This is God's purpose for every one of us. We've seen how Jesus has a forgiving heart, a compassionate heart. And this morning we're reflecting on the fact that Jesus has a listening heart. And he put listening to God first in his life. To have a listening heart like Jesus will of course mean that like him, we will hear the call of the lost. We will hear the anguish of those who are suffering. And we will respond as Jesus did with a heart of love, of forgiveness and compassion. But to have a listening heart like Jesus will also mean that we too must listen first and foremost to our Father God. Listen to God's word. I wonder what plans you have in place to do that this week. And I hope you do have plans to do it, because it won't just happen. Everyone else will want your attention. And if you don't plan to give it first and foremost to God, the danger is we won't. Now those who have ears to hear, well we can hear God's voice in many different ways, can't we, in places. You can look at the lilies of the field in all their beauty and hear God saying, I will provide for you. But God's voice can be most heard most clearly and most certainly through his word, the Bible. Jesus listened to all. And to some, we see how he responded with compassion. To some, he gave his time and help. To some, he listened and argued with them. To some, he listened like Pilate and chose to remain silent. Jesus listened to all and responded to all with wisdom. Turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Luke 2, verse 52. Jesus is about 12 years old. And we read this, Luke 2 verse 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, in favour with God and man. Would you like to be wise? Would you like to grow in wisdom and stature with God and with man? Would you like to know how to respond to all those who want your ears, who are speaking to you, talking to you? Jesus did, and a few verses earlier we see how he did it and how you and I can be wise as well. Luke chapter 2, verse 46. Luke 2, verse 46. 
After three days, they found Jesus sitting in the temple courts among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. These were teachers of the scriptures. That was their job. And Jesus made sure he was there, sat in front of the teacher, listening, learning, thinking, meditating, chewing it over and asking questions of his teachers so that he could learn more. Thus did he grow in the wisdom, the word and the will of God. Listen to these words of Paul from 2 Timothy, who says this. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learnt it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Preach the word. My fellow disciples, can I encourage you to ask questions? Not right now. But if you've got a question, why not come and see me afterwards and ask? I encourage you to ask questions. Jesus did. And Jesus is also our teacher. And we are disciples. That means you are a learner. Did you think when you finished school, you finished learning? No, you didn't, did you? You're a disciple, you're a learner. You, if you're a follower of Jesus, are a learner. So how's the learning going on? How are you making sure you are learning? Are you, have you got questions? Or do you know it all? (laughs) Have you got questions? Who are you asking those questions of? I encourage you to ask questions. It's a great way to learn. And Jesus, our teacher, loves nothing more than for his followers to come up to him, the rabbi, the teacher, hungry to learn, to bring him questions, to learn more of his ways, his wisdom, And his will. So let's ask questions of each other. Look at the person next to you. Look how wise they are. Look how many, 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 many years they have lived. (laughs) They are a depository of the wisdom and the way of God. They've heard so many wonderful sermons over so many years. They've read and studied the Bible. We have a wealth of knowledge of God amongst us. So let's talk to each other about that. Let's share with each other. Let's ask each other questions and learn from each other. Let's ask questions of those God has given us to be our teachers and our leaders and our preachers. They've been set aside, possibly, probably paid money So they don't have to go to work, so they can read the word of God, so that they can know stuff for you. Don't let the food just stay in the larder. (laughs) Ask questions, take it out, and eat, and learn.
ask God. And if all else fails, remember, you can always ask Google. Google knows everything. I tried him out yesterday. Maybe it's a her. No, I won't go down that one. Now, I said to Google, who has the words of truth? And I was amazed. Because the answer is a reggae singer called Sizzler. (laughs) So Google told me. Sizzler, reggae singer, and in particular, the truth can be found on his ninth album. You heard it here first, folks. Well, just possibly on second thoughts, ask God. By the scriptures, Jesus knew the will and wisdom of God. Thus, he was able to spot that which was not wise, and that was not the will and the way of God. So when Simon Peter spoke to him and said, oh no, you don't need to go to Jerusalem, you won't die, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. He knew it was not the word of his father. And Jesus was tempted on other occasions by Satan, and he responded by saying, it is written. He responded with the word of God to the lies of deceit. And when Christ's own flesh in Gethsemane, cried out not to take that cup of suffering. Jesus recognised even that voice within was not the way of God, for he knew the scriptures and that he must go to the cross. We need to have listening hearts that listen above all to our God. We need to be sheep that know and are familiar with the voice of our shepherd, Jesus Christ. So if you want to build your life on that which is strong and stable, let me repeat, strong and stable, in case you didn't get it, what matters above all is that you build your life on something that is strong and stable, then turn to the word of God. Put your trust in God's word. Give your ears first and foremost to God. James tells us in verse 18, and this is on your sheet, where it says sermon, why read God's word? Firstly, because Jesus did. Secondly, verse 18, which you have there, Because it's a word of truth. The Bible is like this. Can you see it? It's a homemade one. But what is that? A plumb line. That's right. It is straight and true. God's word is a plumb line that God holds out for you and I to check our own words. Are they in line with God's word? And to check everything we hear by the word of God. Is it true or wise or not? Man doesn't hold this plumb line. God does. It is God's word. And Jane tells us in verse 21, it's a word of truth and a word of salvation. 
For there is no other place to go than the word of God to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of how our sins can be forgiven. The good news of how we can receive the gift of eternal life. God's word is a word of truth and salvation. And by the scriptures, Jesus knew the will and wisdom of God. In verses 22 to 24 of James 1, which again is on your passage uh, on the sheet, James tells us that God's word is a bit like a mirror. Now, it's not the sort of mirror that is sometimes found in ladies' changing rooms. This is something I've been told, not I've discovered, I hasten to add. Sometimes, apparently, mirrors in ladies' changing rooms are designed to flatter and deceive. You can look in them and they actually make you look thinner than you really are. They have a certain sheen over them and special lighting that covers up any flaws or wrinkles that you might have. God's word is not a mirror that deceives or flatters. It is a word of truth. We can see our true selves in the word of God. But God's word is also not like this mirror. It's disappeared. Here it is. This one here. This is a bathroom mirror. This side, fine. This side, nightmare. This is the times two magnifying mirror. You do not want to get up in the morning and look into that. I call this Satan's mirror. Because he likes nothing more than to highlight and magnify every flaw and blemish that you've got. If you look into Satan's mirror, he will show you everything that's wrong with you and you will cry out, I'm a failure. I can't do anything. I'm useless. I'm going back to bed. God's word neither minimises nor maximises the truth about ourselves. It's a word of truth. God loves you too much to gloss over those things that need to be corrected. He loves us too much to crush us with all that's wrong. The Bible says, a bruised reed he will not break. As we read God's word, word of truth, it may indeed uncover lies and deceit within us. As we look into what James calls the perfect law of God, it may reveal our imperfections and our transgressions. But such light is the light of love. To lead us to repentance, forgiveness, and restoration. And here's another wonderful thing. This same word that shows our fallen selves is the word of grace that lifts us up. The word that reveals our fallen selves is a word of grace that lifts us up. In Acts chapter 20, Paul says, I commit you to the word of God's grace that can build you up and strengthen you. 
Let's not get the idea that God's word only reveals our flaws. God's word reveals our true identity as his beloved children as well. So we read God's word and we will find encouragement. Read God's word and hear the joy that is in God's heart when we turn to him. Read and hear about God's wonderful promises for you. His purpose for you. Read God's word and learn of his amazing mercy and patience and all sufficient grace for you in your life. Read God's word and listen. Give your ears and hear him say, well done. Hear from God's word just how much he loves you. And now it's your turn to do a little bit of work. If you've got the sheet, have a look at verse 25, which is printed on it. And number two on the sermon says how to read God's word. Have a look at verse 25 and you'll see there's four little gaps there, one, two, three and four. And you and your neighbour, see if you can spot in verse 25, four things about how we are to read God's word or respond to God's word. Have a look at verse 25. What can you see in there? You can write it in if you like, if you can come up with four words. So I'm just going to give you a moment to do that. How to read God's word, how to respond to it. Verse 25. What can you see? Okay, I'm going to tell you the four that I've come up with. They may or may not be the same as yours, but the first one that I've got, when we come to God's word, we are to look intently. I'm sure you got that. I guess that means study it. No one gets good at anything without a bit of study. It's not enough for you to make do with the preacher studying God's word on your behalf. You've got to study God's word as well. Sure, it's good to read the Bible anytime. Sometimes it's good just to have a little glance at it, a little flick through it. But that is nowhere near enough. Jesus sat down amongst the teachers. He listened and he asked questions. And we know from his quoting of it, he must have read it and read it and read it and studied it and studied it and studied it. If Jesus needed to do that, I think you and I do too, don't we? To neglect God's word is to neglect Jesus himself. If you're not planning to study God's word this week, you are planning to neglect Jesus. The second thing I've got is obey it. I'm sure you got that as well. God's word is milk, it's honey, it's bread, it's meat. It must be digested, it must be eaten, not just listened to, but obey it. 
If we don't obey God's word when he speaks to us, if we ignore him, then two things will happen. The first is that we'll grow weak and sick because we're not eating the word of God. We're not having the milk, the wheat, the honey that we need. And we won't produce healthy fruit in our lives. If you are spiritually sick this morning and weak, perhaps it's because you're not eaten. You've not read and obeyed the word of God. The second thing that may happen if you stop eating what God gives you, is God will stop giving it to you. Amos 8.11 speaks of a time when God's people refused to listen to him and refused to obey him. And God said, I'm going to send a famine. Not of food, but of his word. You don't eat, I won't feed you. What a warning that is. You think God is patient with you? Well, (laughs) every preacher says he is. Just have a think about this. Patience, by definition, runs out. Otherwise, it's indifference. Patience, by definition, can run out or it's indifferent. And God is not indifferent with us, but he is patient with us. If he puts food before you, eat it. We need to be warned. Psalm 81, I just mentioned it, you could read that later. But it basically says, be like a baby bird in the nest. Can I see you being like a baby bird in the nest? I want a diamond shape from your mouth. Okay. I'm doing my best to bring you big, fat, wriggly worms. But the food goes to those who have their mouth open. Verse 25 tells us to study God's word, to obey God's word. Have you got anything else? What else have you got? Yeah, not forget it. Positively, remember it. And some of you are thinking, well, that's a bit of a problem I have in my life, remembering anything. I just want to say to you that if you read God's word regularly, if you study God's word, if you obey God's word, you will remember it. You will be able to recall something of God's word when you're under attack and you'll wield it like a sword, as Jesus did. When you are sad, God's word will come to your mind and heart and you'll find comfort in it. When you are joyful, you will recall God's word And you'll give thanks for God's word. Verse 25 also tells us what the result of studying, obeying, remembering. Oh, and I forgot, continuing in God's word. Sorry, that's the fourth one, wasn't it? Not just for the moment, but every day, continuing to read, study and obey and remember God's word. The result of all those things Quite simply, God will bless you. I expect we want all sorts of things this week. I think we'll be hard-pressed to want anything more than actually to be blessed by God. So how is your heart this morning? Jesus has a listening heart. He listened to all, but listened above all, to his Father God. He studied 
the word of God. He asked questions. And I'm going to close with that fifth recording. You need to be very quiet. I'm going to record actually half an hour, but you're only going to get 15 seconds of it, all right? You listening? Here we go. There we are. It comes from Revelation chapter 8. There was silence in heaven for half an hour. Do you know why there was silence in heaven for half an hour? God shut everybody up. The worship of God himself ceased in order that God could listen to the prayers of his people. Heaven has been silenced so God can hear you speak to him. Will you be still this week and turn your ears to listen to your God? His word of truth and salvation. The God who loves you and longs to bless you that your life, like Christ might bring glory to God. If you feel you need some help to read God's word, we all do, then ask someone. If you want daily devotional notes, there's some down there. They're free. Help yourself. Maybe you want to start that or start again this week. You can Google daily devotions. And there's loads that can be loaded down free onto your computer, tablet or phone. God bless.